What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. Man, what a weekend of sports this Sunday night, getting to watch these playoff games, and yesterday getting to watch the Bengals and Titans and the 49ers and Packers, and then today with Brady and Stafford going at it, and that comeback by Brady and then Stafford putting it away with the deep shot to Cooper Cup, and then the nightcap with Josh Allen and, and Pat Mahomes. What a uh what a damn weekend, man. Uh if if you didn't if you didn't just watch that Bills and Chiefs game, I, I am sorry because you missed one hell of a football game. And I mean just back and forth, Josh Allen just fourth down, season on the line, throws a tutty, and and then you know Pat Mahomes gets it back. What Throws it to Tyreek Hill. He slips Levi Wallace down the sideline. Can't catch him. And then Josh Allen gets it back. Drives right back down there. Throws another tutty. And then Pat Mahomes gets it with like 23 seconds left. And they get in the field goal range. And and Buckner drives it through. And they go to overtime. And here's my thing with the NFL and the overtime rules. And, you know, Josh Allen calls the calls the flip. The Chiefs get it, and the Chiefs march right down the field. Mahomes to Kelsey. Kelsey with the toe tap, controls the football to the ground. Ball game. And I think we have come to a point in the NFL where if you want to have those overtime rules in the regular season, that's fine. Get the games over with. I get it. Uh, first one to score a touchdown. You know, I, I get it. But in the playoffs, man, to watch Josh Allen put on the show that he just put on and him have to sit on the sideline and not get a chance, man, that's heartbreaking. And I, I honestly think it's it's bull crap. Um, I'm not a fan of it. And, you know, I, it's got to change. It's got to change. If you want to, you know – if you don't want to let both teams drive the length of the field, do it like college. Do it like college and, and, and you know, both of them get it at the 25 and, and you get a possession and, and after a certain amount of overtimes, you go for two or, or in the first overtime, you got to go for two or, or whatever. You know, it's got to change. You can't have somebody like the Bills and Josh Allen not get a chance, especially in, with a chance to go to the AFC championship on the line. I mean, that's insane, man. And just after the game, watching him and, and seeing seeing Josh Allen just sit on the sideline like, you know, I had to sit here and watch that. And and then, you know, you go back to Pat Mahomes had to do the same thing when they were playing New England a couple of years ago. I think that was in 2018. And it's just with your season on the line, you should get a chance. You should get a possession to – to answer, I mean, you got to have equal opportunity there, and I just I'm not a big fan of the of the overtime rules, and I think the NFL has got to do something about it. But man, what a what a hell of a weekend! And and now you know I I want to switch from football to basketball and and talk a little bit about what happened at at Auburn Arena this weekend with Kentucky coming to town and and you know the Pearlville being created and. The Friday night, Friday, uh, the students camping out 
and outside of Auburn Arena to to get the to get the good seats, the best seats they possibly could, sat out in 30 degree weather, camped out, played cornhole, uh, Bruce Bruce Pearl bringing them pizza and the basketball players coming out and and celebrating with the with the students and all the fans who showed up, just an electric atmosphere at Auburn. And what Bruce Pearl has created there, I mean, it's a new blood. It's a new blood. And, you know, I've said it that Kansas and North Carolina and, and you know, the Dukes and all that, they don't know how to handle it. And and I believe that. I think Auburn is here, and he showed over the past couple of seasons that he has Auburn in it, you know, almost every single year. And they're competing at a high level. They're making runs in March. You know, the 2020 season with a Coro, Auburn probably would have made a run there, but it got canceled due to COVID. And they're just – every year, man, it feels like, besides last year, they're winning 25-plus games a year. And what he's created there is a monster. It's a new blood. And the atmosphere in Auburn Arena with the jungle and, and Bruce coming out and saying that he didn't want it to be called Pearlville. He wanted it to be called Jungle City. And just absolutely incredible by Auburn and I felt like they were playing with a chip on their shoulder uh Saturday and and with the with the the whole ranking them number two and the Jesse guy putting them at nine and I just felt like Auburn they were ready and they were ready for the moment to prove to everybody out there that hey we're here we're a power we're a basketball power and we do have the best player in the country. We have the best big man in the country with Walker Kessler. And I know it's arguable. I know there's guys at Gonzaga and, and other places uh, out at Arizona and, and stuff like that 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 you know could have their could have their moment in the argument. But man, Walker Kessler is probably the most undervalued player in the country if you don't follow Auburn every single night they play. And he's he's probably the MVP of the team, to be honest. I know Jabari Smith is the best player. Let's not get it twisted. He is the best player. But Walker Kessler and Wendell Green Jr. on that pick and roll and the lobs when Wendell Green gets into the teeth of the defense inside the paint, and he is just constantly finding Walker Kessler. Walker Kessler pounding the offensive glass, the defensive glass, I'll tell you another thing, Walker Kessler's free throw shooting, 7-1 and just knocking down free throws shooting, it seems like 80% from the free throw strike. I mean, the dude's an animal, man, and it's incredible. It's incredible. You got Flanagan out there. I mean, he is starting to look healthier and healthier as it goes on, and this team is freaky. Katie Johnson just hitting the dagger threes and and just – playing out of his mind and the intensity that he brings. He hits a big three over in the corner and immediately turns around to the jungle and it just hyping him up, let's go, let's go, get up. I mean, it, that place is electric, and it's going to be tough to beat Auburn at home. It is going to be tough. I know they're going to lose an SEC game, might lose two or three, but it is going to be extremely difficult to beat the Auburn Tigers. And – I do want to talk a little bit about the 80 to 71 win over Kentucky and, and a lot of things that have been going on in in social media and around Twitter about Ty Ty Washington going down and it changed the game. And 
Kentucky was laying it on Auburn. And look, I get it. He he's he's a great player. He was giving Auburn problems. They were having trouble defending Ty Ty Washington and the rolled ankle happened. And look, it was a nasty injury to watch. I hate it. Uh, prayers out to him. Hopefully he gets back ASAP. But here's my deal with this in the Kentucky fan bases. Look, it's sports. Injuries happen, okay? It, it's part of it. We had to play you in the Elite Eight in 2019 without our best player, Chumo Kiki. He tore his ACL in the Sweet 16, and we rolled in there and had to play you without our best player. So, hey, it's part of it. Auburn, they beat you then, and you could have beat Auburn Saturday with without Washington. So, you know, getting in on the game a little bit, and Auburn come out really, really slow, sluggish, a lot of stalled possessions in the half court. I felt like Auburn had trouble reading Kentucky's guard play. I felt like there was some stagnant possessions. They were just having a real problem figuring out Kentucky. And I think Auburn and, and Zepp Jasper kind of started figuring things out. Katie Johnson hitting big shots and, and penetrating to the basket, man. Too too much there's too much side to side ball movement with Auburn at times. And and I I tell you another thing. I feel like Jabari Smith doesn't touch the rock enough at, at times down the down the court. I feel like there's so many empty possessions where Jabari could get the basketball and do something with it. Just get him to the elbow, man. He he loves that elbow with the jab step, the ball fake, and just pulling up and shooting over the defender. And it's it's unguardable. And I feel like Auburn struggles at times with just emptied possessions. Too much dribbling, uh, too many, like I said, too many side-to-side passes, too many risky passes. And I feel like they got to get into their their offense a little bit quicker sometimes. I, I, I feel like they just it's, – it's slow at times and sloppy, sloppy ball handling, sloppy passing. But – they cut it. They made a run right before half, and they cut it to four, I believe. And once again, just like the Ole Miss game the other night, they were down double digits. They weren't down double digits Saturday, but you could kind of feel like right before half, man, they were getting back into it. They got a couple stops on defense, a couple shot clock violations, and they made a run, cut it to four, and right there, just like the Ole Miss game, you were like, hey, we got a chance. All right, we're not down nine anymore. We're not we're not reading the letters across the chest, okay? It's a four-point game. Kentucky, we're not down nine to Kentucky. We're down four. All right, they went into the locker room. And in that second half, you could see Wendell Green started getting the ball into the teeth of the defense. The lob started happening. Auburn started pushing the basketball. Everything just started clicking. The defense, Zep Jasper, man, Zep Jasper, uh, an absolute dog on defense, and he is one of the. I mean, he he's one of the best that that has ever come through Auburn, in my opinion, on the defensive end. And Wendell Green Jr. Once again, I mean, I can't say enough about him. Wendell Green Jr. 
I mean, that three on the on the wing when he hit when he hit him with the pump fake and then stepped into the three and knocked it down. I, I was watching the game with my dad, and I looked at my dad and I said, "Hey, <laughs> they're on a run, and and it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to for Kentucky with with the Washington injury and and them." you know, trying to get back into it. Where where were they going to go with their offense? And I feel like Jabari Smith, man, every time Kentucky made a run, once again, like we've said all year, Jabari Smith is there for the big shot. And he's going to knock it down, man. I feel like I feel like sometimes he just he's just kind of like, oh well, I can hit a big shot whenever I want to. So let everybody else get theirs. And I, I do think that needs to change a little bit. I think he needs to touch the ball. Uh, anytime he is on the court, he needs to get the ball in his hands on the offensive possession. But, man, Walker Kessler, 31 minutes. He had 19 points, seven rebounds, uh, eight of ten field goals. I mean, dude's, dude's an absolute stud. Jabari Smith, five of ten. He was one for four from three, uh, had 14 points, seven rebounds. Flanagan, eight points, solid game from Flanagan. KD Johnson, man, <laughs> if KD's getting 17, you're in trouble. He shot four, six, three or five from, from three. And then Zepp Jasper, man, look, you look at the box score and you only see two points. Like I said earlier, it, it's not about what Zepp does on the offensive end and, and, you know, running the offense. It's about what Zepp does on the defensive end. I mean, the dude – is insane. You know, you saw him slap the floor the other night and just he is a special, special get by Bruce Pearl. And I absolutely love it. Uh then man, I'm gonna tell you something. Jalen Williams, he also doesn't get enough credit. Jalen Williams, I know it was only seven points, but he had some clutch buckets down the stretch uh when they were cutting into that Kentucky lead. Uh really good down in the paint. Uh, and and he's got that he's got that little hook down pat man that that Jalen Williams is a stud. Dylan Cardwell, Dylan Cardwell. I, look, I'm gonna tell you, you like I said earlier with Zip. You look at the box score and you see zero points, but Dylan Cardwell is straight energy off the bench. His energy, he's gonna. I, I tell you what, he he's gonna alter shots at the rim. Uh, late in the game, Kentucky drove right at him. He went straight up, altered a shot. Jabari. Knocked it back in to Wendell. Wendell down to Cambridge, I think it was. Yeah, and he, and he kind of slipped, but he still he still flushed at home. I'm telling you, man, this team plays together. They play for each other. They play for the the fans. They play for Bruce, and you can see it. And I've said it over and over again, man. I feel like a broken record, but this team is set to make a deep run. They are set to make a deep run, and. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy to to see who can beat them, because uh, right now, I mean, I look, I know they're gonna lose, I know they're gonna drop an SEC game. It's too difficult of a conference to run the slate, but man, I just want to see how they lose. Do they have an off night? Does somebody match up with them and just go toe to toe with them? And and you know, I don't know. I, I really don't. Uh, Devin Cambridge. It, Man, I could keep going, man. They they could all start at other programs. Devin Cambridge, man, undervalued once again. 
Uh, anytime Devin Cambridge rocks the rim, that place is going to come unglued. It is going to absolutely come unglued. The roof is going to come off the building, and he is he's he's gotten into that at Auburn with with just setting setting the place on fire. And uh, I would like him to to you know get, get the three balls. If if Cambridge is hitting three balls, man, Auburn's in really good. They're in really good shape. Uh, and you know Wendell Green Jr. with eleven. Uh, just just. Can't say enough about the dude. I really can't. I think I mean he is special. He is special. And I've heard I've heard some Auburn fans make a little comparison about him and Sharif Cooper and who's better. Look, I don't want to hear that, honestly, because there's no need to compare these two guys. There's really not, man. They're both special to Auburn. Sharif and what he had to go through when he was there last year. And and still sticking with Auburn and doing that and, and going to the NBA, man, kudos to you, man. I, I'm just I'm thankful for you for even coming to Auburn. Uh, but there's no reason to to compare the two. Wendell Green is his own man, and the way he facilitates with the ball in his hands. And I don't want anybody else running Auburn's offense at that moment. I want Wendell Green on the court. He hits big shot after big shot, facilitates. To Walker Kessler, the lobs are just insane, man, and it's going to be very, very difficult to stop it. Uh, you know, and you you look at Auburn, and you got like you got guys like Leor Berman and and Chris Moore, Simo. You know, they're not even playing right now, and you know that's how deep they are. It's it's crazy. You know, you, those two guys have proven themselves. Hey, we can play, and Bruce knows he can go to them. I mean, their roster is nasty. But, you know, the Jesse Newell guy, man, coming out on Twitter and, and saying, hey, I made a mistake pretty much. Uh, I hope you and guy, I hope you guys enjoy Monday. And to all my Auburn listeners and fans, man, what a special moment. Uh, I think tomorrow when they when they drop the polls – it's going to be an absolutely uh, an absolute special moment, and and I'll be honest, I got chill bumps right now. I went <laughs> I went last night and and got me uh got me old cigar and and lit it up and and sat out on the back patio and and had me a good time and and just reminisce, man, on on being the number one team in the country for the first time in Auburn history, and. It's, it's special because there was there was a time where I didn't think Auburn would ever be there in basketball, and I wanted them to be so bad. I went to the 2012 Final Four and watched Kentucky with Anthony Davis and Michael Kidd Gilchrist and, and those guys. And, you know, while I was in New Orleans, I just said, man, I would love, I would absolutely love for Auburn to be here one day. And in 2019, I took it for granted. I said, oh, well, you know, eh, I don't know if they're going to win. Do I want to go? You know, eh, that's a long way up to Minneapolis. And I took it for granted, you know, oh, they'll get back. They'll get back. But it's really difficult to get back. But this team, I think I think they can get into the Monday night national championship game, and, and I think they can win it. 
and I'm I'm really really excited for for March to get here and and the SEC tournament, man. I want to see them win it all. I want to I want them to see them win everything. That the regular season, I want to see them win the the SEC tournament down in Tampa. I want to I want to see them win that damn national championship. I really do. Because uh, man, Bruce Pearl deserves it all. He really does. His coaching staff, his son Stephen Pearl. Coach Flanagan, Coach Pruitt, all of them, man. He's got a special, special thing going at Auburn, and I absolutely love it. It's 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 hard to it's hard to talk about it for him. Like I said, I got chill bumps. I'm I'm just so excited, but you know, how special would it be? How special would it be if Auburn? You know, coming out tomorrow, they're the number one team in the country. They jump Gonzaga. That in in itself, we jump Gonzaga. I mean, how special is that, Auburn? How special is it? You jump Gonzaga. They've they've been on the top of the top of the basketball rankings and in the Final Fours and in the national championships and just the program that they have, and we jump them. That's a special moment. Pearlville, Jungle City, whatever you want to call it, what what Bruce has created, it, it's it's special, and I'm excited. And I just wanted to hop on here and do this little quick episode of, of about the the Kentucky matchup Saturday and what it meant to the Auburn fan base. And you know, I got off on the on the NFL and and talking a little bit about the overtime rules and how special of a weekend it was watching football, but. Man, y'all, I'm excited, and I think you should be too. I really am. Auburn, the number one team in the country. Damn, that feels good to say. It really does. But, man, y'all, thank y'all for listening. If you could, go to Spotify, Apple, whatever you got to do. Leave a review, written review, uh, like, subscribe, whatever. I really appreciate all you listening. You guys are awesome. You're amazing. I promise to get more guests on here. We're gonna uh, gonna start covering, doing a little coverage of the Senior Bowl, and we're gonna get on here and talk recruiting with uh, Alabama and the portal pickup today with Jermaine Burton. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna break it all down here coming up, and and I'm really excited about this show, man. I love y'all. Appreciate you, and I'm out.